Hi, you're listening to Your Best with my nanny, Kathy Weckworth. Hi, this is Kathy Weckworth, Executive Director of Best Life Ministries, and you're listening to Your Best, a motivational, inspirational 30 minutes that will help you want to be your best. Hi, I'm Angela Parrott with LoveGuyGreatly.com, and you're listening to Your Best with Kathy Weckworth. Today's topic is healthy conflict resolution. When I first met Farmer Dean, I had no idea how I'd ever resolve conflict with him. I didn't think he was a fair fighter. You know, as a matter of fact, it's because he wasn't a fighter at all. I, on the other hand, had been married for 20 years prior to meeting the farmer, and I'd been divorced for five. I only knew what I knew from my former experiences. Fighting had never been fair but seemed to be a constant in my everyday world. The first experience I had with a disagreement, Dean walked away. Yes, he just calmly walked away. He didn't want to fight. You'd see, I'd been in a relationship where there were untruths and disappointments, and my trust factor was burned out. Dean had politely told me he was going to be working out on the farm. Actually, it was even more clear than that. He was going to be in the combine, in the field, right behind our house. As he began to walk out the door, I said a few unkind, impatient words. He kept walking. I was crushed. All I knew was to fight like this, now what? Dean ever so calmly turned around, walked back and said, I think you're addicted to drama, Kathy. I think it's what you're used to. I'm not going to fight with you. You can trust me. Maybe you don't know that yet, but I'm going to do what I say I'm going to do. You can believe it. If I tell you I'm doing something, I'm doing it. You'll see. Now go inside the living room, and when you see my combine come up to the house, I'll wave at you. I'm not going to go out and party or be with other people. I'm just a farmer, and I'm married to you, and I love you. I'm working in the field, okay? So you can trust me. Quit fighting. And I did. From that moment on, I told myself I needed to reprogram my mind and how I dealt with conflict. Conflict is a tough thing. For most of us, we want to avoid it, don't we? For most of my friends, I watch them and they walk the other way. They don't want to stand up for what's right, for what they believe in or against a bully. They just want to avoid any kind of conflict at any time. But for me, well, I tend to lean into the battle. I'm a scrappy, like, Irish person. Grandpa McKay actually was Scottish. Maybe I get it from him. Sometimes I put my foot right in the middle of everything, and I see what's going to happen. What do you do when there's conflict? Well, let's think about some of these examples, and you make some mental notes while you're listening. Here's number one. Your mother-in-law says she's making Christmas dinner and expects you and the entire family to show up even though you already have plans. What are you going to do? Number two example. You're out for dinner with your spouse and you see your coworker at the same restaurant with somebody who's not their spouse. They're having a great time. Now what are you going to do? Number three. Your boss has given a huge bonus to the lazy guy across the office. It's just not right, and you feel really angry because you're a responsible person and you've been doing good work, but you get nothing. What are you going to do? We have conflict. We have it very frequently. You can't really avoid it. It's just part of life. It's how you deal with it. 
where the healthy response is, the healthy reaction and healthy outcome that really is important. Well, today on Your Best, I want to introduce you to one of our Best Life staffers, Pastor Louis Schultz. Louis is a graduate of Bethel University and Seminary in St. Paul and has pastored churches for over 25 years. And Louis on this show pretty much as much as I am. So welcome back, Louis. I love having you with me. Thanks so much, Kathy. What a great topic, huh? Yes, we're going to be talking about fighting like cats and dogs, as my grandma would say. We're talking about conflict and not just with people at your job or your neighbor or your children, but also with your spouse. And I kind of just want to talk today about that whole concept of arguing, fighting, and then how do you resolve conflict? Because a lot of people are scared of that. They don't want to. They like to ignore it. So straight up, without thinking about it, Louis, what's the first emotion you personally experience when you're dealing with conflict? And do you face conflict or do you avoid it? Well, great question. I mean, straight up in the face of sensing that either I've offended somebody or somebody has recently offended me. I think Ken Sandy, who wrote the book Peacemakers, said it right. We either enter fight or flight. We either kind of go after and attack and defend ourselves like uh, Donald Trump and Hillary Clinton. You know, Uh we're in a culture of an election year and everything seems to be about attacking back yes, you know you're well, right. well they, right. they they started it um i think i'm gonna get sick if i hear that in one more time yes but we either attack back ken sandy reminds us or we have a flight response mm-hmm. where we try to stay away we um, avoid you know maybe seeing that person um, hoping and praying that somehow that time of not dealing with it will fix it. And we both know that unless you're intentional about it, it doesn't happen. You know, the Bible says in Proverbs thirty-four seventeen, seek peace and pursue it. So the Holy Spirit's instinct within us, if we are believers in Jesus Christ and followers of his, that instinct by the Spirit will be to seek out and seek peace. Um, you know, the Matthew 18 passage that talks about dealing with conflict in a local congregation says, says go after that individual. And Jesus said, if, if there's something you notice or remember happened to you or you caused offense for someone and you're, say, at church or, quote, at the altar, maybe in your quiet time, he says, leave whatever you're doing, go after that person and, and make peace. So I think, I think my, my, my flesh's instant reaction is either to fight back, defend myself, or to avoid and withdraw. What about you? Yeah, that's a great question that I created for myself and you, isn't it? (laughs) I don't like to think about it, so that has probably got some insight right there. Um, When I think about the emotion of conflict resolution, trying to resolve something with somebody that I've had an issue with, the first thing I think of is that pit in my stomach. I get really nervous. I think, 
oh, couldn't the ground just swallow me up? Do I have to do this? And then the truth is, is if you can actually walk into a room, sit down over a cup of coffee and work through whatever that problem is, there is nothing greater than the feeling of resolving that conflict, walking away, knowing you did your best. How great is that? So I kind of either go both ways. I would say probably I like to avoid it if I can, but I also am not afraid to dig in and say, great, let's try to work through this because I don't like to have conflict. It, it makes me sad. Why do you think so well, many? Oh, go ahead. Yeah. What do you what do you think? No, I was just going to affirm that the truth is, like you said, when you do what God asks us to do and we seek peace intentionally and we pursue it. Mm hmm. God is with us, and His strength, and His courage, and His power, and His wisdom, and His grace, and kindness mm. are, are with us in those moments. Though mm -hmm. we were afraid of them, and the pit of our stomach said, no, 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 avoid that. When we do do it, and we're obedient, we find God's pleasure and power acting with us, don't you think? Oh, absolutely. So as a pastor, you and I both know this because we worked in church land for years and we realized that, you know, people, uh, wherever you've got people, you've got conflict. So was there ever a time where you had to deal with conflict and it didn't end up so well? Well, you don't have that much time. This is just a <laughs> small broadcast, Kathy. But as, as you had asked me to ponder that, I, I, I thought about a family that I was pastoring, and they had become very dear to me and my wife and our children. They had, um, while we were young and poor and not have any money to do things like vacations in the early years as a pastor, this couple had, had paid for my family to go for a week-long family camp at a beautiful campus and did that several years. And the the patriarch, the father of this family, got sick and had a tube put in his stomach to feed him because he had esophageal cancer and he couldn't eat anything and keep it down. And that family lived just a block and a half from the church. And I, I should have pursued that man more in the midst of his struggle and his cancer. But to be honest, it was so unsettling for me to have this friend in such a hard place that I, I, I neglected it. And I didn't go by as much as I should have. And the family got very upset with me. They got mm -hmm. so upset with me that when this man passed away, which wasn't many months after he got cancer, um, they asked that I not do the funeral Ouch. and brought some, you know, former pastor to come along. And so I had I had really unwittingly hurt them. And it was about my own development as as a pastor where I didn't have that that courage and that strength to go and sit with that fella as he was dying. So that was a conflict that ended very poorly. Oh, I'm so sorry. Well, here's what I, I want. You. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. Thank you. I want to I want to um, insert something that you did that ended up really fabulous with conflict. So I don't know if you remember my story, 
But, um, you know, listeners have heard over and over some of the pieces of my long saga. And one of them is that um, I was in conflict with a pastor of a church that I had left that I felt had treated me unreasonably during the divorce process. And you were so kind. You came into my life and you were friends with that pastor and you were friends with me. And I loved it because you... um, you knew that this was something that needed to be resolved. So you arranged a meeting for us. Do you remember doing that? And yes, I, I, do. I met with that pastor. And the first thing I probably he, gave you that pit in the stomach. You probably did, did. Yes. <laughs> you were so great because the first thing he did was he got very teary and just said, I'm so very, very sorry. And of course, that melted down any icy heart that I would have had. And so we resolved that conflict. What about you and Pammy, your lovely wife? Um, when you have a disagreement, you know, we think about other people, but when you're married and your spouse and you are having conflict, when you guys disagree and you've fought about something, is there a, a way that you guys have learned how to resolve it between the two of you? How do you respond? How does she respond? Well, great, great question and, and so vital for the listeners to understand that it is so normal that two humanoids, even believers, filled with the Spirit, have flesh that can activate. And if my flesh and my desires and selfishness and pride raise up at the same time hers does, then there's going to be, you know, difficulty. There's going to be misunderstandings. There's the potential for hurt feelings. Um, Pammy said something to me the other day that was so... Um, thoughtful and encouraging. She said to me, you know, when we do have a disagreement, when we have a conflict where uh, something you want or, or feel strongly about is contrary to something that I want and feel strongly about, I find myself going, okay, if I win this battle and I hurt, you know, my husband, she says, that will hurt me, mm, and true. that I don't want to win an argument and lose the war of living at peace with my husband. Mm. And so a big part of that, you know, the Bible says, Romans 12, um, 17 and 18, don't repay evil for evil or insult for insult. First Peter 3, 9 says, but instead give a blessing. And if we seek peace and pursue it, First Peter 3, 11, that means that we need to understand our own desires. Remember James 4, 1 says, why are there quarrels among you? Why do you guys fight? It's because you have these desires. And if my desire comes across and in contradiction to yours, and I block your goal, Neil Anderson says, the fruit of all real anger is a blocked goal. So if my desire is blocking your goal, then there's going to be conflict. So I need to do the hard work of putting the mirror up, self-examination, and going, what do I desire here? And why is this so important to me? that I would risk relationship. And as I evaluate that, and I come to God, and I say, oh, 
this is what I'm after. And you know what? As Pammy said, winning this argument, proving that I'm smarter or better than my wife is not going to win me her um, trust right. and right. and her blessing. And I think it's Andy Smalley, <clears throat> it could have been some other marriage and family guru, that said, conflicts are common and normal in a marriage relationship. And the ones that roll off the back happen when there's significant trust between a husband and his wife and mm-hmm. a wife and his husband. If the trust level is high, mm-hmm. those little skirmishes, they just sort of fade and they don't take root and right, they don't right. become a big deal. Yeah. Um, and so I see the Bible saying, be very, very proactive, do the front end loading, speak the love language so consistently that when those disagreements emerge, they're not like life-threatening. They're mm-hmm. not like, oh, this is going to derail us for good. Right. They're exactly. just little issues that we, we seek peace and find them. Bible says, Proverbs 15, 1, Kathy, a soft answer turns away wrath. That's right. Pammy is a, a sure insurance adjuster, so last winter she's in a tow lot. It had just snowed, so she had to pull the snow off of the truck. She was estimating... And as she did it and all this snow fell off the truck, she heard this loud grumbling in the background. And sure enough, it was the manager of the tow lot. He grumbled something and then he went into the office. Well, she got done with her estimate and realized that something she had done had offended him. So she went into the office and she realized right away it was the snow that since 3 o'clock that morning, he had been clearing off the tow lot, and now she had just dumped a bunch of it. And so she said, oh, sir, I am so sorry. And and he immediately melted and diffused and said, no, 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 it's not you. I'm just, I'm I'm crabby because I've been here so long, and I'm tired and sore. Of course. And that little soft answer turned away the rat. Yeah. So... Just thinking about conflict now, whether it's, you know, you and I fighting or you and John, the producer fighting or somebody (laughs) having conflict. Oh, don't bring that up. Come on, don't bring John into this. I love him. (laughs) There you go. So when you think about conflict, um, what would you tell people that would be three great steps to advise the listeners on, on what they could do when they find themselves in the middle of conflict? First, look in the mirror, evaluate your desires Listen enough to find out what the other person's desire is. Secondly, um, speak only words that will encourage and build up. Refuse to return insult for insult. And the last step is, is find a way to be a blessing. I know you long enough to know that there are so many times when somebody was hurting that you reached out to them with a, a cup of coffee or or. Um, a pie or a word of blessing. I know you've done that in my life plenty of times, but do that thing that communicates blessing, never returning insult for insult, but giving a blessing instead. Sounds wonderful. Oh, sounds great. (laughs) Great advice. Thanks so much, Pastor Louie, for being on the show today and just chatting with us about such a difficult topic. And I'm so grateful for you and your insight. Blessings to you. I receive your blessing, and I bless you and John. Have a wonderful day. Thanks so much. 
Listeners, sometimes those unresolved conflicts can take up a place of residency in our hearts and minds. We like to close the doors on those people and on our thoughts about them, but we harbor bitterness and anger, and we don't get past the conflict, and we never head towards a resolution. Some of us don't want to resolve issues because it's too hard, and they, you know, we just think, well, it's just not worth it. I don't have the energy. I like this quote by Roy Barnes. We are one people forever woven together in a tapestry, and it is our job, our duty, and our great challenge to fight the voices of division and to seek the salve of reconciliation. Let's listen to this song by Susan Ashton called No One Knows My Heart Better Than You. God's the greatest at knowing who we are and what makes us sad and how we can really trust ourselves with Him and learn how to resolve conflict. Standing at my window, hidden by the night, harboring the private rooms, safe and out of sight. There's an agony in living, but there's a comfort in the truth, and no one knows my heart better than you. Webster's Dictionary says that the word reconciliation means the act of causing two people or groups to become friendly again after an argument or disagreement. 
Pastor John Ortberg says forgiveness is not just therapeutic or relief for the forgiver. It's a loving, humble, repentant quest for reconciliation. Friends, God will never ask you to do something. He will not provide the help for you to do. But instead, He will always give you the strength and wisdom to face something difficult when you ask Him for help. The reality is this. It takes too much effort to hold a grudge. It's easier to resolve conflict. It takes too much brain space to hold everything in. We need to be the following. Number one, calm. Number two, responsive. Number three, honest. Number four, gentle. And number five, we need to look for an answer on how to resolve things. So in my story previously, when we started out the show, I talked about how calm Farmer Dean was and how he was very responsive to my whining and crabbiness. And he was really honest. I mean, how many people can you say would just walk up right to you after just getting married and say, I think you're addicted to drama. But he was very gentle in spirit about it. So like Pastor Louis brought up in scripture, it talks about how a soft answer turns away wrath. And I looked for a way to resolve my problem. How could I resolve this conflict with him? Well, it was work I needed to do myself. I was too edgy. I was used to what I was used to. And so the greatest way that I could deal with this whole situation was to start really, you know, looking at my own issues. And that's what Pastor Louis brought up. And I think that's so important. So when you're looking at conflict, you know, what part of it is you and what part of it is the other person? And then I want to really remind you about something kind of tough. And that is that you may have the desire to resolve an issue and resolve conflict. Well, the other person really might want to stay mad and be unhappy. And that's okay. You just forgive them. You do your best. You try. And then you can walk away. When I think about resolving conflict and I think about a good marriage, I think about looking and observing from a distance through their CDs, through their TV show, the fabulous duo, artist, contemporary, country, singers, Joey and Rory Feek. And Joey recently lost her battle to cancer, but Dean and I really enjoyed the movie and watching it. And so here's our movie critic, John Jennings, and he's going to review the movie for you right now. To Joey with Love is a documentary with a runtime of 90 minutes. It's not rated. And it follows the path of the award-winning couple, country artists, Joey and Rory Feek, as Rory filmed the journey of Joey's battle against cancer. After selling millions of albums at the peak of their career in 2014, the couple agreed to take a year off and prepare for the birth of their baby and make life as scaled down and as simple as it could be. They wanted to just live life and be with each other. But after the birth of their baby, Indiana, who was born with Down syndrome, Joey was diagnosed with cervical cancer. The storyline follows the couple's struggle with the disease and focuses on Joey's strength as she continually relies on God. The movie delivers beautiful cinematography as the audience gets to journey to the lovely landscape of their Tennessee home. Rory's amazing filming ability captures the everyday moments that helps make this movie so special. The most moving thing about this documentary is the simplicity and authenticity of the couple and how they face sickness and death. They demonstrate a powerful love for one another and God, as well as a strong dependence on faith and prayer. The bottom line, we gave this movie two thumbs up. Be sure to bring Kleenex and get ready to do some good soul searching on how you would respond to this kind of news if it happened in your own life. 
Here's some encouraging scripture for today. 2 Corinthians 5, 18 and 19 says, All this is from God who reconciled us to himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation, that God was reconciling the world to himself in Christ, not counting people's sins against them, and he has committed to us the message of reconciliation. Reconciliation is the main premise of our faith. We are reconciled to God through his son, Jesus Christ, through the shedding of his blood. Who do you need to resolve conflict with? Embrace your future. It's time to make that call, send that email, or knock on that door. It's time to take that moment and embrace it. Make it yours. Get things resolved between people that you have issues with and problems with. Just do it. Resolve conflict. Let me pray with you. Dear Jesus, for those listeners who love to avoid conflict and run away, help them to stand firm and remain strong. For those who want to fight and pick fights, I pray for a gentleness in their spirits and a desire to resolve their issues. For those who are in conflict today, I pray that you will help them to make their way out and find answers and restoration. In Jesus' name, amen. Friends, if you enjoy this podcast, please log on to iTunes and give us a great review. Don't forget to tell your friends about our show. If you missed last week's show, you can listen to the podcast on iTunes at Kathy Weckworth, your best. For more encouragement and hope, log on to our website at bestlifeministries.com. And for more information about me, you can log on to kathyweckworth.com. Hey, thanks for being with us today. And until next time, I encourage you to go out and be your best. Yeah.